Today's episode is brought to you by Green Room, formerly called Locker Room. So Spotify Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me and other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sports. So give it a look because it is a lot of fun. So let's talk about the NHL awards, shall we? And how do they tie in with the New Jersey Devils? Is it a bit of a stretch? Sure. But at the same time, it should provide you guys some more context as to where certain New Jersey Devils players were in terms of overall production for the NHL. So, like, I'm not talking about the Devils specifically. I'm talking about NHL in general. So, where am I hinting at? Well, it will make a lot more sense when you listen to the episode. So, buckle up because we have a lot to discuss. And also, Igor Sharangovich and Ty Smith deserve more love. Okay? So, let's get right into it. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently June 30th, 2021, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time at the time it's recording. And when this episode goes live, it will be Canada Day. So I want to wish all of my Canadian listeners a very happy Canada Day. I know that is a big deal. Viva la Canada. I know that is uh, equivalent to like our 4th of July here in America. So, uh, like I said, Viva La Canada. So, if you missed the last episode, I basically talked about another silly season scenario. Could it be possible that the New Jersey Devils should pursue someone like Pekka Rene uh, to come and play for us and be the backup netminder for uh, Mackenzie Blackwood? I know he'll be turning 39 years of age uh, later this year. However, I just feel as though, you know, you should never really sleep on a goaltender despite their age because it's more of a mental thing more than just having skill and being quick because, you know, the older you get, just the wiser you become. So, like I said, it's more of a technique kind of thing. And when it comes to Rene, he still has a lot of great technique moves. And obviously, he was a Vesna Trophy winner just, I believe, three years ago. He's a four-time All-Star. The last time he uh, made an All-Star appearance was 2019. So, I feel as though he has a lot of gas left in the tank. If you guys need another example of, you know, an old goaltender who was, you know, doing relatively well as they got, uh, you know, up there in age, look at Marty Brodeur, one of the best goaltenders to ever play the game of hockey and also just a New Jersey Devils legend. So, you know, obviously he uh, is in close association with the front office. So, you know, I'm sure there's something right there. So just don't underestimate a goaltender despite their old age. And in fact, I'll talk more about that later in the episode. But where am I getting at? Well, I want to do a reaction episode in terms of all the awards that were won yesterday by some of the respective players. Obviously, no New Jersey Devils players won any of the big awards. So, you know, uh, no Hart Memorial Trophy winner, obviously. No Norris Trophy winner. No uh, Calder Memorial Trophy winner. Obviously, I think uh, Igor Sharangovich and Ty Smith deserve more love in that regards. But I'll talk more about that in a second. Then, obviously, the Vesna Trophy, n- nothing right there. But still, I feel like Mackenzie Blackwood, if he had a... Um, 
just a better season in terms of like overall narrative. I, I've explained it so many times uh, in this show. Like, if you need to know what I'm talking about, well, then check out the episode from a couple days ago because I basically broke down why Mackenzie Blackwood didn't have the season in which everyone was anticipating, despite him signing that contract extension back in December, I believe. So anyway, you know, th- there's that right there. But anyway, you know, there, there's still some narratives that kind of fall into the New Jersey Devils category because, like I said, talking about Ty Smith and talking about Igor Sharangovich, I know that they weren't going to win the Calder Memorial Trophy, and, you know, congratulations to Ty Smith to actually, you know, being named All-Rookie. I'll talk more about that in a second, but, you know, overall, I just feel as though Ty Smith and Igor Sharangovich, I feel like they deserve a little bit more love in terms of the production that they were able to do this season, but, you know, we'll get that to that in a second, but first, let's just uh, talk about the uh, big one. Let's talk about the MVP of the league, the Hart Memorial Trophy, and that was awarded to Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers. So obviously, Connor McDavid, the head captain of that organization, he's been on a tear ever since, coming into the league since 2015. Connor McDavid, what more can I say? That decision was unanimous. No ifs, ands, or buts about it because the man scored, what, like 100 points in just 56 games. So guys, just imagine if the season was a normal, like, 82 games. Just imagine how many points he potentially could have gotten. So uh, in 56 games played, he had 33 goals, 72 assists for a grand total of 105 points. Like I said, that's very impressive. So, like, if you need a reference as to what Taylor Hall did during his MVP run, so let's go back to the 2017 and 2018 season in which Taylor Hall, former New Jersey Devil, won the Hart Memorial Trophy. So he appeared in 76 games, had 39 goals, 54 assists for a grand total of 93 points. And the fact that he was able to do that in a shortened year in which he played in all 56 games should really send a message to the league because that is scary. That's once in a generational type talent. That's like Shohei Otani out in the MLB or Luka Doncic out in the NBA. You don't see that too often. So when you see stats uh, put up by players like Connor McDavid, woo-wee, like uh, you might want to brace yourselves because I don't think Connor McDavid is taking his foot off the gas pedal anytime soon. So Connor McDavid, unanimous MVP of the league. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Obviously, Matthews had a good season. Obviously, Crosby had a good season. So, you know, I have to give them their dues. But overall, you just can't take away from the fact what Connor McDavid was able to do. I still feel like uh, his running mate, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, I think he should have gotten more recognition. But obviously, you know, Connor McDavid, he is a man out there in Edmonton. So I can't wait until the New Jersey Devils potentially play the Oilers next season because I'm actually looking forward to that kind of matchup because I want to see what Connor McDavid could potentially do to our young uh, roster. I I think he would uh, kick the rocks out of us, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not just trying to make assumptions or anything, but anyway, congratulations to Connor McDavid. And it also brings up the fact that, you know, when I'm on the subject of those kind of numbers, so I I told you guys, Zaka led the team this year in points. Uh, He had 17 goals, 18 assists for a grand total of 35 points. So that's impressive right there. However, it's worth mentioning that even though he was the team leader, there were 93 players who scored more than him. And that's at least three players on each team that had more points than Zaka. So 
obviously, you know, uh, we could be worse. Like I told you guys, uh, we could be farther down in the rebuild ladder. We, we can have uh, a situation like the Detroit Red Wings had in which no player got above 30 points. So obviously, you know, it, it could have gone in that direction. But obviously, I'm just trying to paint you guys a picture. The fact that, you know, Pavel Zaka was our leading points getter and the fact that he only had 35 this season it's great for Pavel Zaka, it's great for his trade value, and it's great for the overall narrative that Zaka does have a lot of room to improve and that we should be looking forward to that. But the fact that 93 players scored higher than Pavel Zaka and he led our team in points really should paint a picture of how much work the New Jersey Devils need to do in terms of just trying to get back to the playoffs. I know, uh, you know, numbers can be deceiving, but, you know, I'm just saying that from that perspective. So, uh, obviously, I, I think I'm done with uh, talking about Connor McDavid and what he was able to do this season. But Taylor Hall is still my MVP at heart. And now, the Norris Trophy winner, the best defenseman in the entire NHL, goes to Adam Fox. So, I've told you guys this narrative before, but I don't think I've touched on it in a while. Because, you know, obviously, I was uh, giving the speculation that I believe Adam Fox was going to win the Norris Trophy. Uh, he was definitely uh, my pick despite you know me wanting uh Dougie Hamilton to join uh the organization but overall you know Adam Fox well deserved uh for the New York Rangers organization and I'm talking good about the Rangers so you know that it, it comes from uh you know truth it comes from heart it can it comes from love so you know no hate right here no slander congratulations to Adam Fox he well deserved that award so let's get back to the New Jersey Devils uh narrative so Lindy Ruff was the coach uh for Adam Fox last season and obviously Adam Fox was the person who was carrying that sorry Rangers uh defensive pairings like he was the only uh Rangers player to you know do relatively well in the defensive side of the rink so uh does that sound familiar because the New Jersey Devils are kind of in that same boat because while we do have some solid players it seemed like Ty Smith was really carrying our defensive unit and despite the fact that he was a rookie so he was trying to figure it out for himself so I'm just saying, the, the fact that he was able to, you know, do that uh, for, for the Rangers is really impressive. And the fact that, you know, we have something in Ty Smith and the fact that Ty Smith was able to do that, I'm telling you guys, a Norris Trophy or at least Ty Smith being in the running for maybe being a Norris Trophy finalist is not out of the ordinary. So going back to Lindy Ruff, Lindy Ruff was the coach for um, uh, the Rangers on the defensive side of things. And Adam Fox was obviously at the helm of it. And the fact that Adam Fox has come so far along in his career, uh, and, you know, the fact that it comes from maybe Lindy Ruff giving him a few pointers should really say something. I'm just saying, I know the defensive unit for the Rangers was not good, but I'm still, you can't take away from the fact that Lindy Ruff coached uh, Adam Fox and gave him a few pointers. So where, where am I going at? Well, uh, so as you guys know, Adam Fox hails from Harvard University. And uh, obviously, who is his line partner on the defensive side of things? It was Riley Walsh. Yes, Riley Walsh, one of our prospects in our AHL organization, was the defensive line partner for Adam Fox during their tenure at Harvard University. So the fact that Adam Fox uh, won a Norris Trophy, he was carrying the defensive unit for the Rangers, the fact that he was able to do all this at a young age, and the fact that Lindy Ruff was his coach... Uh, during his uh, first season with the Rangers really should paint the picture in terms of what Riley Walsh can be capable of doing and what Ty Smith is capable of doing right now. So Ty Smith obviously finished his rookie year. He played phenomenally. I know uh, it was unfortunate that he couldn't finish off the season 
but ultimately, you know, the fact that he got some sort of recognition for all of his efforts and hard work, I think, uh, you know, him being in the running for the Norris Trophy, whether it be next year or the year after, I don't think it's out of, you know, the realm of possibility because he kind of puts up the same production as Adam Fox and the fact that, you know, Lindy Ruff was the coach for uh, Ty Smith and also um, uh, Adam Fox last year, and the fact that both of those defensive players are doing relatively well should really say something. And also for Riley Walsh, considering the fact that, you know, he and Adam Fox were putting up big numbers at Harvard University, they were uh, leading their team in points, and the fact that, uh, you know, they were doing all this as defensemen really should say something as well. So if Riley Walsh is given an opportunity to come to the NHL level and overall just, uh, you know, do something similar to Ty Smith or uh, Adam Fox, then I believe that Riley Walsh can be uh, in the same running as Ty Smith or Adam Fox. And maybe a Norris Trophy wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for Riley Walsh either, quite honestly. So I potentially see big things for the defensive pairings for the New Jersey Devils uh, if our young guys develop in the right direction. Like I told you guys, I'm big on Riley Walsh, and I think that he can you know, be that impact player once he's given a chance, but obviously that's all speculation, and I, I can't confirm nor deny anything, but ultimately the fact that Adam Fox won the Norris Trophy and the fact that Lindy Ruff was there with him last season and the fact that Lindy Ruff is with Ty Smith this season, the fact that Ty Smith did really well, and even though he was a high draft selection a few years ago, I think Ty Smith... Uh, you know, somewhat exceeded expectations. So it should really uh, show you how bright the future is for Ty Smith. And uh, also Riley Walsh, he has potential. Obviously, he's just waiting for his opportunity to get to the NHL level. So anyway, guys, we have a lot more to discuss. But first, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning. And it comes from Spotify Green Room. So this episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. So Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on green room for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and of course reacting to big news or rumors you will have the chance to chat with me and i might uh have you guys featured on my show if the conversation goes well so go download the free green room app currently available on all ios devices be sure to create a profile link your twitter and join the nhl group for the latest league updates follow me on locked on devils to be notified when i go live with that app So, again, it's free, downloaded, it's a lot of fun. And now the second live read, man, that first live read took a lot out of me, so I'm going to need some energy, so I'm going to turn to my Built Bar. So, did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, so there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? Birthday cake, and my birthday is in a few days. Days, so hint hint if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors so most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein only 130 calories four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like so the offer is go to builtbar.com and use the promo code lock 15 you'll get 15 percent off your first order again Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So if you guys recall in the last couple of episodes, I've just been talking about goalie situations for the New Jersey Devils. I talked about Pekka Rene, despite him turning 39 later this year. I said don't sleep on the old goaltenders because they still have a lot of gas left in the tank. And 
lo and behold, I was correct because, you know, I, I get he's a couple years younger than Pecorine, but still, let's just talk about Marc-Andre Fleury for just a quick moment, shall we? So, uh, the Vezina Trophy went to Marc-Andre Fleury, so he is 36 years of age, and he will be turning 37 later this year, and I told you guys, like, wouldn't you consider that relatively hold as a goaltender? I mean, come on, like, yeah. Yeah, I would. So, you know, I like I told you guys, don't sleep on the old goaltenders because they still have a lot left in the tank. Marc-Andre Fleury, a three-time Stanley Cup winner. He won the Jennings Trophy this year. So ultimately, guys, Marc-Andre Fleury is showing you guys that he still has a lot left in the tank. Despite, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, blowing it against the Montreal Canadiens, I still feel as though, like, Fleury uh, deserves a lot of credit for what he has been able to do this past season. So uh, this past season, he appeared in 36 games. He had an overall record of 26-10-0. and and he had a save percentage of 9.28, and he had a goals against average of 1.98. So even at his worst, it's still better than a lot of people's best. Like I told you guys, so obviously when we're talking about young goaltenders, we talk about Blackwood. If you want to go out to the Carolina Hurricanes, because they too have a young goalie who was in the running for the Calder Memorial Trophy, Nedeljkovic. So obviously, you know, when we're looking at it from that perspective, yes, young goaltenders, uh, it, it's always impressive to see if they can develop in the right direction. Obviously, the New Jersey Devils, we do have a lot of uh, young goaltenders to look forward to. So, you know, while we're on that topic, I think Scott Wedgwood, he's still relatively young. Uh, obviously, we signed Akira Schmidt to his three-year entry-level deal. So I told you guys what Schmidt was able to do for the Omaha Lancers and the So City Musketeers while playing for the USHL. So uh, while he was playing in that league as well, he was uh, awarded the Best uh, Goalie of the Year award. So, you know, there's something right there. So, yes, young goaltenders, they are a prize. They are a blessing. And obviously, they have a lot of room to improve upon. And obviously, like when I'm on the subject of Mackenzie Blackwood, I talk about how he can potentially win a Vezina Trophy. I believe that in my heart to heart. But like I told you guys, I'd much rather have a goaltender who has a lot of experience. That's why I was a big fan of the Corey Crawford signing. That's why, you know, when Corey Crawford retired suddenly, I said maybe we should go after Jimmy Howard because, you know, let, let's face it, he was playing on the lowly Detroit Red Wings. And, you know, when they decided not to resign him, I just said, okay, Corey Schneider just retired. Let's go after Jimmy Howard. And now, you know, I, I talked about maybe Pekka Rene joining the New Jersey Devils and leaving uh, the Nashville Predators, a team that he's played for his entire career. So, you know, there's that right there. And now Marc-Andre Fleury continues to prove my point, which is you do not sleep on old goaltenders. Or if you are a diehard Devils fan, you remember Marty Brodeur. Remember when we uh, signed Marty Brodeur to that big deal back in 2006, despite him being, I guess, quote unquote, out of his prime? So, you know, there's an example right there. So, like I told you guys, you do not sleep on the uh, old goaltenders at all because uh, it's not about skill. It's not about being quick. That That's, uh, you know, I believe the misconception that everyone has in terms of goalies. It's about technique and it's about uh, just having the mental capability. And usually the old goaltenders have that because they've seen everything. They've seen all the shots. They've seen all the trick shots that have gone in. They've seen all the mistakes that they have made. So, obviously, you know, think about someone like Vanichuk, who is also a rookie in the 
Calder Memorial Trophy race. He played for the Washington Capitals. Look at the mistake he made against the New Jersey Devils this year in which he was trying to pass the puck off to one of his teammates. Unfortunately, he missed it and Nick Merkley was able to just crash on it and score the goal with ease. So, you know, obviously when we're looking at it from that perspective, I'm just saying like, you know, usually an old goaltender, I'm not saying that they don't do this, that you, you just count on them for not doing that. As in like, you won't see them do that too often. So, you know, that's my overall point when it comes to just having uh, an old goaltender. So Marc-Andre Fleury, the fact that he's been able to do relatively well for the Vegas Golden Knights and the fact that the Golden Knights went to uh, the... Uh, Final Four in the Stanley Cup playoffs really says something. He's been, you know, a staple point with the Vegas Golden Knights in their uh, short uh, tenure in the league. So, you know, that's someone we can't sleep on. It's one of the reasons why Vegas, despite being a relatively uh, new team in terms of NHL tenure, it's one of the reasons why they continue to go to the playoffs is just because Marc-Andre Fleury, he's holding down the post for them. And, you know, that's just a player you cannot sleep on. So, obviously, in their inaugural year, appeared in 46 games. The next year, 61 games. Uh, the season after that, 49 games. And then, obviously, this past season, appearing in 36 out of 56 potential games. So, Marc-Andre Fleury really holds down the crease. He holds down the post. And, overall, that's just the point I want to give to you guys. So, if I haven't convinced you otherwise that an old goaltender can actually, you know, be a successful point for a team like the New Jersey Devils, I don't know what else I can say because I think I've gotten my point across. So anyway, let's move on to the big one. It is the Calder Memorial Trophy. That was the only hope that we had this season in which a New Jersey Devils player could potentially win it. Obviously, it didn't happen because, you know, I love Igor Sharangovich and I love Ty Smith and what they were able to do. But in my heart to heart, I knew that they weren't going to win it. And I just feel like they deserved, uh, how would I say it, more love in that regard. I'll talk more about that in a second. I will also talk more about it in tomorrow's episode. But first, I need to give you guys the third live read this morning, and it comes from Bet Online. So uh, I hope that you guys uh, place your bets smart when it came to choosing the awards, because you know, like I told you guys, gamble responsibly. So Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, no pun intended. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't stay on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, I repeat. So if you want to receive your 50% welcome bonus, use the promo code LOCKEDON on your first deposit. So, Kirill the Thrill, Kirill Kaprizov won the Calder Memorial Trophy race for the NHL for best rookie. He almost won it unanimously, but one voter did give him a second place vote. So, ultimately, you know, uh, that's unfortunate, but I don't think that's that big a deal. So, Jason Robertson out of Dallas, he also uh, was in the running for it. However, he got 94 second place votes, three third place votes, and then uh, two fourth place votes. And then we got to look at uh, a goaltender that I mentioned a few moments ago from the Carolina Hurricanes, Alex Nedeljkovic. So, Nedeljkovic, he had one great season as well. Then Josh Norris from the Senators, Igor Shashurskin from the Rangers, then uh, Vanacek that I mentioned from the Capitals, and then Ty Smith and Igor Sharangovich finished in 10th, 
right below Tim Stutzel from the Senators. So, uh, you know, there's that right there. So Ty Smith finishing in seventh in that race and Igor Sharangovich finishing in 10th. And I'm not trying to take anything away from uh, all the other people who finished above, uh, you know, Ty Smith and Igor Sharangovich. I'm not trying to say that uh, Sharangovich or Ty Smith should have won, but I feel like they should have gotten more recognition, if you know what I mean. I just feel like they deserved... Uh, just uh, more credibility of what they were able to do for the New Jersey Devils organization. So, like I told you guys earlier in the episode, Ty Smith was sort of in a similar situation as Adam Fox, who won the Norris Trophy, as in his defensive unit was not good at all. You got Ty Smith, a rookie, trying to figure out uh, what to do in his first year in the league, trying to get his act together. And then, obviously, you know, the fact that he was credited with leading that defensive unit for the New Jersey Devils, despite them having a former Norris Trophy winner, really should say something. So, you know, I feel like Ty Smith should have gotten more recognition. Igor Sharangovich, everyone loves a good underdog story. I've told you guys Igor Sharangovich's uh, story on my show before, I believe a couple months ago. A fifth round draft selection playing in Belarus was getting little to no recognition. Seemed like he was very inconsistent. Then the New Jersey Devils gave him a chance. And then obviously uh, during training camp, he impressed a lot of people. Then obviously what put him on the map and what made people just say his name over and over again was the fact that he was able to get the game winning goal uh, with OT winding down against the Boston Bruins and overall became the hero of that game. So obviously that's one hell of a way to get your first career goal. So impressive right there. But the fact that Sharon Govich was able to lead all uh, the Devils rookies in points, you know, uh, it's impressive amongst the team, but not impressive in terms of, you know, the NHL. And I'll talk more about that in tomorrow's episode. But, you know, what, what I'm just saying is that I just wish that Ty Smith and Igor Sharon Govich, that they would have gotten more recognition for the overall narratives that they had to face, uh, you know, what they had to overcome. The fact that, you know, they, they, they weren't really, you know, picked to do anything big despite Ty Smith. Uh, you know, being a high uh, draft pick. Remember, guys, the last time the New Jersey Devils selected a left-handed defenseman with their first uh, overall selection was Ty Smith a couple years ago. So, you know, hypothetically speaking, if we hold on to that draft pick and we select someone like Luke Hughes or if uh, Simon Evanson is available or Owen Power slips a little bit, then that'll be the first time that we select a left-handed defenseman with our first overall selection in this year's NHL draft since Ty Smith. So just giving you guys uh, some reference. But Sharon Govich was third on the team in uh, points for the New Jersey Devils, led all rookies uh, amongst the New Jersey Devils, obviously. He had 30 points this year. Then, you know, Ty Smith, he had 23 points. He had two goals, 21 assists. So, you know, obviously I just wish Ty Smith would have finished out the year and just maybe given himself an extra point or two so that way he can get into the top five, quite honestly, because, you know, obviously it goes Zaka, Hughes, Sharon Govich, then Brat. And I feel as though if he just had a couple extra games, he would have passed uh, Yanni Kokanen and Miles Wood in the points category for the New Jersey Devils. So there's that right there. But I just wish the narrative was just stronger for Ty Smith that people use. What I mean by that is just like, look, this is a rookie, uh, his first year, and he's leading our defensive unit. He's by far our best defensive player. It's similar to what Adam Fox had to do in his rookie season. And then obviously for Sharon Govich, it's just like, Fifth round selection out of Belarus, uh, expected little to nothing. Like I told you guys, it's very rare for a fifth round pick to make it to the NHL level. I believe it's less than 5%. So, you know, the fact that Sharon Govich, uh, you know, beat the odds and the fact that he was able to just overall have that great of a production 
for the New Jersey Devils should really say something. So, you know, ultimately, I'm glad that Ty Smith was awarded All-Rookie. And like I said, I'll talk more about it in the next episode. I'm just sort of teasing you guys uh, where my mindset is. I just feel as though uh, Sharon Govich and Smith should have gotten more love in that regards. And ultimately, I think uh, New Jersey Devils fans, I think uh, fans out east who, uh, you know, love, whether it's the Rangers, Islanders, Penguins, Boston, whatever the case might be, I think they recognize the impact that Ty Smith and Igor Sharon Govich had. I think Ty Smith was like in the top five for uh, best rookies in the league at one point, but obviously, you know, that was um, uh, midseason before the Devils' uh, debacle really started to happen. So, like I told you guys, the Devils needed to finish in a respectable position if they wanted any chance of, you know, Smith or Sharon Govich getting the recognition that they deserve, albeit I'm glad that they finished in the top 10, but it could have been a lot higher had the, uh, some narratives gone their way. But, you know, that's my personal opinion. I'll talk more about it in the next episode. As for today, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. But let me know what you guys think on Locked On Devils in terms of just uh, where Sharon Govage and Smith should have finished in terms of the Calder Memorial Trophy race. Because quite honestly, guys, I feel like they deserve some more recognition. But that's my personal opinion. So go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.